Welcome to the latest podcast from the Plastic Surgery Journal Club. Each month we review an appraiser journal article, typically from PRS, and summarize it for you in this podcast. The full journal can be obtained from the PRS website. Welcome to the September 2019 Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery Journal Club. Coming to you from Sydney, Australia. Uh, Once again, we are mirroring the official Plastic Surgery Journal Club by doing the microsurgical breast reconstruction in the obese, a better option than tissue expander implant reconstruction. This is a paper by Drs. Clement et al. from Milwaukee, um, Wisconsin, Murray, Utah, and Chicago, Illinois. And this was also published in the September September 2019 PRS. I'm here with Dr. Shivani Agrawala. Shivani, what was this paper about in a nutshell? So, as we all know, there's been a significant increase in obesity in the general population, and this has been reflected in the breast cancer population seeking reconstruction. So this study set out to compare prosthetic versus autologous breast reconstruction in the obese population, looking at surgical outcomes and patient-reported outcomes. And so what did they look at specifically? What were they trying to investigate? So in this paper, this was a retrospective chart review comparing autologous reconstruction to prosthetic reconstruction post-mastectomy. Uh, They included patients who had a BMI over 30. The autologous reconstructions included free tissue transfer from the abdomen, so including DF flaps, superficial inferior epigastric artery flaps, or muscle sparing trams. And the prosthetic reconstruction included um, textured anatomical expanders or spectrum implants. In terms of the variables that they collected, they looked at demographics, intraoperative variables, and postoperative variables. Their postoperative variables included length of hospital stay, readmission, uh, timing of removal of drains, the time to which the implant device was filled, the number of clinic visits, the days of follow-up, and the need for reoperation or secondary procedures. So what differences were there in their two groups? What were the main differences between those undergoing autologous reconstruction versus those with implant-based reconstruction? So that's a good question because starting at the beginning with the demographics, although the two groups were quite comparable with most of the demographics, there were key differences. Firstly, the prosthetic group had significantly more patients who had had post-operative radiotherapy, so approximately 50%. And the autologous reconstruction group um, had a lot more patients who had received delayed reconstruction compared to the um, compared to immediate reconstruction. So basically the figures are, in terms of the implant group, um, they had, uh, I think it was, Uh, 42 patients had an immediate reconstruction as opposed to one who had a delayed reconstruction. Whereas in the flap group, 42 patients had an immediate reconstruction as opposed to 40% had a delayed reconstruction. So there was a very significant difference there. And in terms of the need for post-operative radiotherapy, it's said it was almost 50% in the implant um, reconstruction group, but 0% in the autologous reconstruction group. Correct. And as we know, that post-operative radiotherapy has significant effects on wound healing and post-operative complications. Yes. So this would have definitely um, 
Yeah, it had an impact the on the... Yeah, uh, uh, yeah it's, a, it's an important variable. Now, what did they find? What, what were their findings? So in this study, comparing autologous and prosthetic reconstructions, they found that prosthetic reconstructions had a statistically significant higher rate of major complications, 47.5% compared to 17.1% in the autologous group, a statistically significant higher rate of total reconstruction failure, 23.7% in the prosthetic group compared to 1.2% in the autologous group, and a significantly higher rate of mastectomy skin flap necrosis. Excellent. Um, now, what did you think of these? Uh, what did you think of this paper? Uh, what were your thoughts about their findings and conclusions? I think the area that they have done this research in is really important because yeah. um, as I have already said a lot a majority of the um, population is now in that obese category and these patients do deserve to have a, um, the optimal reconstruction for them um, made as a um, offered to them yeah I think the findings of this paper, however, need to be um, considered carefully because of the inherent differences in the demographics to start off with. Um, I think some of the results in this study may have had biases introduced, for example, the post-operative radiotherapy being higher in the prosthetic group. Um, this may have made a difference to the increased major complications that they've had, the increased rate of mastectomy, skin flap um, necrosis that they've had. Um, however, I do think that overall taking this study in consideration and other studies out there that autologous reconstruction is a good option in the obese population. My concern with this paper was that they weren't comparing like with like, that there was uh a much higher incidence of post-operative radiotherapy, which we know has a deleterious effect on outcomes in the implant-based group as opposed to the autologous group. Also, the majority of patients in the implant-based group had a two-stage expander and then implant-based uh, expander uh, before transitioning to a definitive implant, which um, some studies have demonstrated have a poor aesthetic outcome as opposed to a direct-to-implant uh, type reconstruction. Um, finally, the fact that more delayed reconstructions were performed in the autologous group may have had an impact on the patient-reported outcome measures in the sense that uh, previous studies have found that um, patients are much more appreciative of a reconstruction having gone from uh, being in a state of mastectomy to then having some form of reconstruction as opposed to an immediate reconstruction where they, bake up, where they wake up with a reconstructed breast, which is not uh, the same breast that they went to sleep with, um, may also have had an impact on uh, the patient's perception of their own reconstructions and their satisfaction with the same. I think it is important, as you say, and hopefully this will form the basis of future studies and uh, which will also compare uh, which technique is going to be best for patients with a high BMI. The final thing to say with this, patient, with this paper is that the patients were not randomised. The patients were either selected or opted to have either an autologous or an implant-based reconstruction for a number of reasons. It may have been surgeon preference, it may have been patient preference, but it's not clear from the paper what the reasons why different patients underwent different types of reconstruction. 
No, I agree with everything that you've said, um, Damien. And I think um, if they had maybe, maybe simplified some of the groups that they were assessing, so for example, the prosthetic group in, compared the patients who, had di who did not have post-operative radiotherapy with the autologous group with patients who did not have post-operative radiotherapy, we may have got more meaningful and usable information out of this paper. Okay, thank you. Thank you for listening. For more of our podcasts, head to soundcloud.com or subscribe to us on iTunes and search Plastic Surgery Journals. Remember to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Thanks also to the PRS Journal team for their ongoing support.